Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey Mike, welcome along to today's episode of the podcast. Great to have you on the hot seat yet again. Wonderful to be here, Ryan, as always. Yes, and I think our key focus today is working with your team. It's a zone that is so critical in uh, business and sport and family, understanding different different people, different points of view. And I think our default trap is we always think that everyone interprets information, has a similar personality, kind of operates exactly the same way we do. It's not really the case though, is it? Despite all evidence to the contrary, we insist on thinking that everyone's like us, that, you know, words mean the same things, that perceptions are the same, that what's important, uh, you know, what's important to us is important to everybody. And, uh, you know, we just don't get that we are actually all wildly different. We just extend our, our mindset to the world. And the reality is, of course, that, you know, organisations are made up of diverse range of people and it really does take a team doesn't it because if you're you know kind of monocultural or mono style or, or mono skill then you know you're not going to go anywhere and we talk a lot about uh, diversity and we think things like gender ethnicity um, sexual orientation we talk about those things and generally those things are, are quite prevalent they're they're things that we can observe reasonably easily i think what we're talking about here is more our our style our operating the way we work almost internally and i think that's where it's a little harder to to know exactly where that is so you could have a very uh gender and ethnic diverse group but yeah. if they all think in the same way then they'll be much more much more alike Totally, totally. And, and um, Defence Forces work this out. The New Zealand Defence Force work this out. They, and they have quite a wide range of, of uh, you know, demographic diversity, you might call it. But what they talk about is they're really interested in, and I think in the US Defence Forces as well, they're really interested in neurodiversity, different ways of thinking. Now, of course, gender, age, ethnicity, all those things their real value in a, in a kind of team sense is that some of those things do involve different ways of thinking about things and different ways of looking at things. And that's the real value, not the demographic diversity, it's the diversity of thinking. Because we know that the best solutions come from having all of the elements covered, you know, what's the big picture, what's the detail, what are the people elements, what are the process elements, what are the operational elements, and, and nobody but nobody has got all of those things in one head. So that's why we have to have this neurodiverse team. And, and you're right, you know, a group of accountants, for example, who are trained to think in a certain way, you know, it doesn't really matter kind of too much what they're, if they're different genders, ages, ethnicity and everything else, when they start talking about accounting, which I believe they do, you know, um, there's probably not going to be a huge amount of neurodiversity no, no disrespect to accountants, but, but, you know, we are trained in certain ways of thinking around this stuff. Oh, and we do like a good accountant stereotype as well. There's nothing like it really, is there? I mean, you could talk about lawyers, but I don't know that many lawyers. 
Nice. Look, one of the models that has really helped uh, us in understanding our own team and take our own team level of performance to a new level, and also that of our members that are doing our active manager program and other active learning programs that we have, is what's referred to as the business chemistry of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, popular model that's been uh, particularly well popularised by Deloitte. Mm-hmm. Um, they have used it uh, significantly, and it's an, a model that we appreciate because of its simplicity Um, we've seen other similar models but you have to fill in a 80,000 question survey Uh, you get back a uh, very very complex uh, this is who you are and how you operate and uh, two weeks after you've done it you can never quite remember who you are or what anyone else in the team is so we like the simplicity of of this model Mike could you maybe just run us through the uh, four quadrants that this model talks about and we can learn some more about it yeah, and, and look, it's really very simple. There are no questionnaires. You can find, I'm sure, questionnaires, but you don't really need them. Um, they're fairly self-explanatory, and we don't get too hung up on, you know, are we solely in this slot? We understand that different times we're in, we're in different kind of quadrants. So the, the four styles are the pioneer. Um, they're the explorers. They're the people who like new possibilities, who get excited about new ideas, the big picture uh, they tend to be, they can be quite radical in their thinking. They're not, they're not overly connected to either the past or the present. So that's number one. The second one uh, on that kind of strategic side is, is the driver. Um, so these are the people that make things happen. They tend to be somewhat analytical, but they don't bog down in the detail. They like to make decisions. They like to make things happen. They like to get results. And then on the more operational side, you've got the the guardian. And these are the people who are great with detail. They stand for stability and continuity and consistency. You know, sometimes they can be conservative compared to the pioneers, radical. Uh, But they're conservative in a good way, often in the sense of being able to say, hang on, this is what we've done that's worked. Let's, you know, kind of vary that rather than throwing babies out with bathwater. So then there's the integrator, and these are the people people. They like consensus. They like alignment. They like to think about how does this impact the people in the team? Are we all on the same page? Are we even in the same library? What's our focus here? So we've got pioneer, big ideas. We've got the driver, decision makers. We've got the guardian, the detail operational, and we've got the integrator, the people person. And clearly, Mike, one of these styles must be better than the uh, rest. Who's who's the top of the pops? Pioneers, quite clear, quite obviously. Obviously, and you would you would identify as a less of a guardian and more of a pioneer. Yeah, more of a pioneer. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a pioneer, and you're a driver, and our combination works well like that. But sometimes you get some big ideas, and when you go into big idea mode. I go into kind of driver mode, which is, yeah, okay, but what's the result? And so we, we, we play off um, and it works really well. You know, I understand what you're doing when you're driving. You understand what I'm doing when I'm pioneering. Pioneers and drivers are, are fine. And, you know, I think we, we'd agree that we, we kind of move between those. The interesting thing about teamwork is that these styles are kind of opposites. The pioneer and the guardian are opposites, big picture versus key detail. And the driver and the integrator are opposites. The driver wants to get on, make things happen. The integrator is saying, whoa, whoa, what about the people? So one of the things that we talk about is this is firstly about self-awareness. Like, 
who you're being and how you like to operate and observe yourself. And the key to that is to, as we said right at the start, is this is not the only version of reality. Yours is not the only version of reality. My big picture stuff is not the only version of reality. There are, there are others. Uh, and being aware of that just opens us up uh, to, other, to, to that kind of diversity. You know, as I said, between you and I, for example, but, but also within our team. Yeah, yeah. In, in creating a high-performing team, what we know is that we want uh, all of those styles in a team, preferably. It's hopeless to have a room full of pioneers. Of course, yeah. we'll talk all day about the blue sky thinking and how we're going to change the world. No yeah. one will have taken any notes in the meeting. There'll be no action points. There'll be no follow-through. And two weeks later, we'll come back and go, oh, what were those great ideas that we had? Do it all again. Uh, equally... Um, on the opposite side to the Pioneer, if you have a, a room full of guardians, they'll be able to do the detail all day, may not have the natural thinking to go, where where might this organisation or this product or this uh, industry be in two or three years' time? I, I, ran a, I ran a planning session with a bunch of and they were all guardians. And was, oh, my giddy aunt. They, um, there was no sense of possibility of what's you know kind of next year it was just all more of the same and it was just deep deep detailed work plans no vision no energy no excitement at all they were excited but yeah as uh, as one of my uh, clients said and he's a guardian when i start to get excited about what i'm saying i realize i'm probably diving down into the detail which is which is exactly what we're looking for here you know that's a great example where it's the self-knowledge that is so important. The ability to see ourselves as we are being experienced by others, that's the self-awareness bit, really important. Super important. And we maybe tend to go all styles like the pioneer. They sound a bit more fun and they're the big thinkers. And blah, blah, blah. You know, it's very, very clear that we need all of these styles in our, in our teams. A over-concentration of any one style will lead to challenge. Yep. So having having a balance is, is super important. We had an interesting discussion with one guy who was a guardian. He, he said he was, you know, his feeling was he was an integrator and maybe a driver, and the rest of us are sitting at no, 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 you're a guardian. And he was kind of, oh, yeah, but that's not, you know, I want to be the leader. I want to be the boss, and guardians don't get to be bosses. And I said, well, they do. Uh but more importantly, in the context of the role you've got now, you know, the guardian role is really important. And the MD said to him, you know, you're the guy that makes sure we don't lose our shirts. You are really important to this business because you're the one that I look to to make sure that risks are, are being understood and taken care of and that the details are getting done. And, you know, he felt a lot better about his role in that sense, but as we keep saying, it's a really critical part of making things happen. It's first to have the idea and at the other end of it to make it happen. And as a guardian leader, again, it comes back to that self-awareness piece of going, who do I need around me to help me grow or be the best leader I can be if I feel my tenancy style is guardian? So it's not to say that any of these styles can't end up the, the leader, but again, the self-awareness piece. Uh, yeah, yeah, so guardians surrounding themselves with people yep. who, who are imaginative and um, kind of innovative, people who kind of know how to make things happen and, and people people, you know, it's just yep. having those people on their team, yeah. 
So Mike, talk to us about how I would utilize the self-awareness. Let's say I'm heading into a meeting, I self-identify as a driver, I've got some awareness that the other people in the team, I've got a blend of guardians and pioneers and, and integrators. Um, what would I be looking to do? How would I utilize this knowledge in a meeting context, knowing that those different styles are in the room? I, I read somewhere uh, when somebody is meeting people for the first time, this guy says, I introduced myself as a pioneer. I go, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Doug. And listen, you know, on the, on the types that we use in the business, I'm a pioneer. That means I'm kind of likely to be interested in, in big ideas and uh, maybe high level stuff. So I need your help to get into the detail and to get operational and so on. So, so you can be as explicit as that and say, you know, I'm a pioneer. Or, or a guardian or whatever. Uh, I think the other way is to observe yourself and how you're interacting with your opposite. And this is the bit that I've found most useful personally. The guardian is my, is my opposite. And not only can we not avoid that, that kind of detail piece or that style, it would be a bad idea. And, and so appreciating that, even though from time to time, and I'm thinking of somebody in particular that, we, that we've worked with, worked with for a long time, Ryan, she was the queen of detail. She had 137 items to tick off for the preparation of a workshop. I will admit, I teased her about that. I perhaps wasn't always as valuing as I ought to be, but she would just smile and she'd say, and Mike, that's why the workshops go perfectly. And I had to agree. Actually, I had no comeback to that. It was not that my wonderful content or arm waving at the front. It was the fact that she had taken care of all the details on the checklist. So you start with understanding your own approach and appreciating. And they talk in there about bring your opposite closer. Bring, bring your opposite closer, which I think is a lovely way to think. Yeah, it's great, uh, great insight. And what's really helped in our team is uh, very much the identification of our style. Mm -hmm. And we openly discuss it in meetings. Uh, like I will get into a meeting. It's a meeting that I know uh, where we just need to really get some stuff done. I will open the meeting by going, hey, team, I am in full driver mode today. Yeah, This is, yeah. This is where we're at. And everyone knows what to expect, right? And, yeah. and we get there. And uh, at the conclusion or as we work through the meeting, I can also go and guardians, integrators, tell me how you're feeling about this. Guardians, what detail do you need for us to be able to execute, execute yeah. this? And just that uh, awareness, but then the open discussion about it really yeah. helps us perform at a, at a high level. And if I've got great self-awareness of my style, how can I stretch or grow myself and capability around maybe some of those other, other styles that don't come quite so naturally to me? I th it's an interesting one. You know, you can, um, Marcus Buckingham talks about the value of working your strengths rather than trying to beef up your weaknesses. And I've got some sympathy for that. I think you get more, more benefit from being in your place. And, and, you know, we know that we can move. We know that there are times when we can, the situation requires us to be pioneery. And then there are times when it requires us to be drivery. I think the best way to kind of develop ourselves around that is to make room for people to make their contribution rather than trying to get good at it ourselves and, you know, have enough kind of people sense without being that kind of integrator type of person. Who's the person on our team? Who is the integrator? And how do I give them space? Uh, and how do I make sure I'm hearing them? 
that's, I think, the, the self-development challenge, is not to be an integrator, not to be a guardian, but to encourage the integrators and guardians to make a contribution and to make sure that I'm open to it and really listening to it fully. Such great guidance, Mike. So as the leader, our role is not to become all things to all people. No. It's to play on our side of the, the net Stay, right. and stay with our, our strengths and our leadership capabilities around the awareness of others and asking them to make their contribution in their area of, of strength. Yep. That's it. Loved That's it. it. Nicely summarised, driver. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I've got some data on how that goes into play good. if you're interested. Good, yeah. good. Not too much. Um, good on Mike, for us to uh, wrap this podcast up. How could people take this into action in their team straight away? Look, I think we've outlined the, uh, the types I don't think you need to get too scientific about a big exercise. It's just, well, I'm more of this and me so that. Look for the, you know, the kind of the, the two main styles that people have. Uh, and as a group, have this conversation. We actually did it yesterday. We got a new, on Monday, we got a new staff member and we, and we had exactly this conversation about, about uh, the types. Um, so you can do that. I think that's a really useful thing to do. And I think it changes the way you operate with people. At a personal level, at an individual level, identify who are your opposites. And that's probably why you haven't been able to work with them very well or why they drive you a little crazy. You know, if you're a pioneer, it's probably because they're stuck in the detail. You think stuck in the detail. They think doing their job. Uh, stuck in the detail is a value judgment. And if you're a driver, the other person is kind of touchy-feely. Again, a value judgment. The integrator is taking care of how people are feeling and how engaged they are. So um, think about your style and how you kind of actually, what do they call it now? Unconscious bias. How you have an unconscious bias towards your opposite. Um, this is, you know, they represent your blind spot. So practice asking for contributions from your opposites. Actively seek out their opinion work on listening and really hearing them and trying to understand it from their perspective. I think, it, you know, it's really simple at that level. It's not a, you don't have to undertake a huge amount of training, just close the mouth and open the ears, really. And a little exercise I've used with teams, which has been quite fun and also enlightening, is to simply give everyone some post-it notes, have them identify without telling the others what style they think they are, Yep. and then have each member of the team also identify which style they think the other various members of the team are. Yeah. And where it's mainly been useful has been for some people that are going, I really wish I wish I was style A, yeah. and everyone around the table goes, uh-uh, you're definitely style B or C or D, yeah, whichever, whichever one it is. But yeah. just that um, – other people sometimes are more aware of how you operate maybe than you yeah. are yourself yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they see you operating on a day-to-day basis and they know uh, clearly where your strengths lie. So that's quite a fun uh, exercise to do with your team as well. So uh, put that in play uh, next team meeting, get the post-its out, ask people to, to identify. We'll put a link to the uh, business chemistry of uh, teams uh, overview in the show notes. So you can access that if you're uh, interested. Um, and if you'd like to go a bit deeper on this, then certainly talk to us because we have a full learning module uh, around this as part of our uh, management training program indeed 
Hey, Mike, good insights today. Thanks. Uh, I'd like to close out by just saying, I think for me personally as a leader, this is probably the insight, the tool, the framework that I use most often. Um, and it's helped me just so much in my own leadership, that understanding of others, the awareness of myself, and then how others operate uh, really has been a, a super useful, useful tool. So hope the audience out there has found some good insights on this today and they uh, go and implement it in their own business. Yeah, and, and having observed how you've uh, grown and developed in, in running the company, I agree with you, and I think it's um, very cool the way that you do use it very, very deliberately and with great awareness. I think it helps everyone when you do that. And, and this is part of the thing, right, is not just to kind of keep this learning to yourself, but it's actually to share it and articulate it as you do it. And when you do that, the whole organisation learns about it and grows with you. Spot on. A good podcast today. Thanks for your uh, time, Mike. Appreciate it. To the audience out there, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. See you.